Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast and I'm joined by Parramatta legend, his name is Peter Wynn, thanks for joining us today and what's it like at the store today? Yeah, a lot of optimism for the uh, Parramatta fans, hoping to cement that top four position. Uh, obviously West Tigers are probably ambitious in the fact they'd like to go out with a win for Benji Marshall, but yep. from my point of view, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I think <laughs> I'm probably speaking on behalf of all the Parramatta yeah. fans and yeah. probably the players as well that it's such a big win today for Parramatta really elevate them into that top four and cement what their, you know, the groundings that they'll need to progress into the finals. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and speaking of Parramatta, obviously you played for Parramatta in the 80s, 90s and late in the in the very late 70s. Um, what was it like playing in those grand finals, the 82, the 83 and the 86? And which one do you hold closest to your heart? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? You know, like I've been a, a rugby league player since about 1964, right oh, through um, 1990. So yep. loved the game as a kid, fortunate enough to progress through all the country city games and regional games and getting a start with Parramatta back in 1978 Yep. and then fortunate enough to come to a club that was on the verge of greatness with the mm. grand finals they won in 81, 82, 83 and 86 yep. yeah very good yeah. so for me I think um, reflecting on those games it was awesome that Parramatta were able to achieve yeah, their goal was to win the grand final. I mean, obviously they're unlucky in '76 when mm. they were beaten by Manly, and then '77 beaten by St George. Yeah, and, un- and unlucky in the '80s against the Bulldogs as yep. well. In '84, you're correct. And I think got, it was '84. Yeah, and we got beaten in the finals in '79 and '85 by the Bulldogs. Oh, stealing! Took, <laughs> took us away from the grand final, so we got that very close. But probably reflecting back now, I think probably for me it was the '83 grand final, starting yep. and finishing that game, and the fact there's so much. So such an important game in the history of rugby league for the simple fact that it was an opportunity for Parramatta, yeah, for Parramatta to win their third grand final in the row, which hasn't been done since. previously since um, previously I think it was St George. Yeah, sides and have, since then it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened the again. Roosters are looking sharp, except no, for last no. night. What are your thoughts on the Roosters for this year? Oh, look, you can't write them off. They're mm. a great side. You know, obviously last night they may have been a little bit relaxed. They knew they'd, they'd cemented their top four position, yeah. so yep. there was as much hinging on that performance last night. As is what going to hinge on their performance next weekend yes. when they play in the semi final. So I'm sure yes. they'll be ready. The coach will take on board what happened last night. They'll be hard to beat the Roosters in any yeah. game. So I reckon. But not too concerned about the Roosters, CJ. Yep. Who would you be concerned about? Para? Sorry, not Para, uh, Penrith? Oh, look, I, th- I think my thoughts are with Paramount. I'm hoping they you know, obviously move into the semi finals next week with a nice bit of momentum from you know, tonight's game, but we'll just see what happens. Um, I think probably the top teams to date have been the Roosters. Uh, the storm, you know, the Raiders are sniffing around. You can't a little go bit past there, you know? Penrith this year. Yeah, Penrith, Penrith have been almighty, haven't they? They've only won game two, and and uh, Parramatta, That's yeah, it. and they and they drew one with the Knights. Yes, yeah, so right, yeah. so other than that, they've been perfect, yeah, more yeah. or less. Um, so, I mean, fingers crossed that um, for Penrith fans, yeah, um, and for Para fans, fingers crossed for you guys tonight. Um, what is your personal highlight looking back on your career? I think probably right in the whole scheme of things is wearing that green and gold jersey for Australia. I yep. mean, as a kid, you grow up um, wanting that to achieve that sort of goal. You know, when when my career of rugby league blossomed and went further, I didn't really know where I'd be playing in Sydney. Obviously, that was another goal. Because you were playing for the rule before you were playing for Parry, yeah. Very good, yes. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I was. And uh, fortunate enough to play in the Illawarra divisional sides and play in that AMCO Cup those days and get yep. enough um, recognition to be able to and get an opportunity to come and play in Sydney. But I think probably as a kid growing up, you always want to wear the, the green and gold for Australia. So I think that's probably the greatest highlight of my life. And then once you join a club like Parramatta and you're in Sydney, then that's an automatic goal at the start of every year. You dream about winning that grand final at yeah. the end of the year. Yep. So that was, that's the goal that, that we used to set. And You, know, we're you did it four times. Four times. It's not too bad, is it? <laughs> that's that's a pretty, great, pretty good crack. Um, who was the, you could say, most intense team that you played against during your time? 
Look, I think through from 79 is when I started at the club right through 1990. Paramount had some almighty clashes, whether it be with St George, yep. whether it be with the Bulldogs or Manly. You know, there's some great teams in the competition those days. And I, th- I just think every game, when I was a kid, people used to say every game's a grand final when you're playing Sydney. And when yep. you got to Sydney, you realise how intense each game is. Yeah. Obviously, when it came to a grand final, everybody goes to the next level. But yeah. the week in, week out, it's, it's a tough grind. It's physically tough. And it's mm-hmm. mentally tough as well. Yep. You're under the scrutiny of the media. You're under the scrutiny of your fans. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure put on you. And um, you absorb that sort of pressure and have to come through the other side and you know, live up to everyone's expecta- expectations, plus live up to your own expectations yeah. of playing well. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've still got about like six minutes left, so um, let's go with... You lost the Dalian Rookie of the Year to your brother. Ooh, very observant of what, you, yes. What was that like, first of all, being nominated for such a prestigious award, and then it's going to the family, you could say, anyway? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You know, like, as a kid, you want to play for country initially, right? Yeah. So, or city, where, if you're from city. If you're from city. That was a big thing, you know, like, as a kid growing up in the country, you'd always tune into Country City Week. Yep. And then I was fortunate enough to play for country in 1978, and to get to play at the Sydney Cricket Ground, you went for a two-week tour around... Uh, Queensland. So first of all, you had to yeah. pick the combined country, yep. and then they cut it down the centre, and they picked the country first and the country seconds. And my brother and I actually played alongside, oh, wow. alongside each other for for country first back in 1978. Wow, that would have been awesome to play alongside your brother. It was awesome. Running out the member stand at the Sydney Cricket Ground was uh, quite a thrill as well. And um, we didn't win that day. We were up against a pretty good side. I'll, I'll tell you, they're back on that uh, Tom Rodonicus, Bob Fulton, Mick oh. Crane, <laughs> Steve Rogers, Graham Moody. They had some superstar in other words, yeah. And um, they got us. Goosebumps. But then the following year, um, we both got picked for City. Okay. So I was with Parramatta, Grounds with St George. Okay, so that's why you're able to play for City. Is that yes. yep? In those days, if you lived in, if you play with a Sydney team, you got picked for City. Okay. And then of course after that became Origin, Country yep. Origin, City Origin. So yep. we we're both able to. Do- so the interesting thing about it was that year I got picked for New South Wales. Yeah. And my brother Graham didn't. But Graham, okay. But Graham won the grand final. And unfortunately, I didn't. So yep. I don't, I'm just trying to work it. How did they get him Rookie of the Year over me? But yeah, because <laughs> you made New South Wales, but he won he the grand final. What about that? Let's have a protest, okay? Yeah, robbed of the Dally M. I don't think you get the trophy back off him, though. He'll be hanging on with two hands. But yeah, that was a great honour for the family. Great honour for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of the fact my brother was able to achieve that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess what, um, a few more questions. Um, what advice would you give to any youngsters who want to you know, make it in the big league? You've got to want to do it. I know it comes from inside you. Uh, there's so much, uh, how can I say, there's so many opportunities that are presented to you through rugby league. Uh, certainly for myself, I came from the country. Uh, wasn't anything special as far as wealth or anything like that in the family. It was yep. all about giving me give the opportunity to chase your dreams. That's what rugby league it is. does. It's a dream creator. Yeah, it does 100%. You know, And I just think for any young one, Young kid who wants to just chase your dreams, never, never give up on something you can't go a day without thinking about. Yeah. So if I, if I use that phrase for myself, I always dreamt about playing for Australia. Never, ever. Uh, you didn't up. stop until you made that didn't dream. Stop. I mean, I went through plenty of injuries. I know in 1981 I busted my knee and I was out for 12 months. That was very hard to take Yeah, mentally and physically. A lot of work had to be done to get back onto the field. But um, as I said, never, never give up on something you can't go a day without thinking about. So I think I always thought about my dream was to play for Australia. And the thing about it is try and mix with the people that have got the same sort of goals as you and be influenced by the good people around you. I know Jack Gibson kept in contact with me the right through that 81 season when I was injured. Yep. And it's never, never give up, you know. And, and when the opportunity comes, take every play and and um, go on every play. Yeah. It's, 
take take every opportunity to be ready for it. You know, so I mean that's that's deep, but it's it's realistic stuff. You know, yeah. The smart coaches that you mix with are able to give you that information and absorb it. And I've been lucky to be been able to take it into business as well. I was going to say, speaking of your business, um, yep. what was the driving factor in the '90s to you know create what is now undoubtedly probably one of the biggest rugby league and or sporting goods stores in Australia wide? No, I think probably as a kid I used to work in a little, little shop in Wirrus Creek mm-hmm. and I liked retail and my, my partner and I got together, we used to go to school together and we got together at the end, in the mid-80s and you know, I'd been a teacher for nine years, so that was my job. Yep. I trained to be a mathematics, mathematics teacher in Wollongong, that's why okay. I paid for Thoreau. Yep, and that then, makes um, sense, yep. But I, I pretty well was ready for a change, so the challenge was to... You got inducted into the Parramatta Hall of Fame. What was that feeling and, and all that like for you? Oh, that was a huge thrill. You know, when you play for Parramatta Eels week in, week out, and every time you take the field, you're playing at your best. You, you prepare yourself so that you can give your best effort for the club, for your teammates around you, for the fans. And um, it was a, a huge thrill to be nominated in the first place and then to be actually selected in one of the second rowers in the Hall of Fame was like, very satisfying. And it was also ex- exciting too because my mum and dad were there the night they, you know, they announced it. Oh, wow. Especially my brother was there as well. So, yeah, it was good. And to be named alongside that team, there's some oh. awesome players. And yeah. I didn't respect the other guys that would nominate my position, you know, to be nominated amongst those them. Grades, amongst yeah. those greats. I mean, any, anyone could have been chosen, I think, and would be worthy of that sort of recognition. Yeah, for sure. Um, <coughs> So, that's, so the Eels had a good win last night. Well, I mean, I personally think it was a bit of an ugly win because they could have they could have capitalised on the on the wing about twice more than they did. What are your thoughts on a the game as a whole and b that shot on from Duahi on Sivo? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, a, what's he weigh Duahi? He's about what ninety five. Yeah, and Sivo's one hundred and twenty something like that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah the rules are there, I suppose. But I think he did well to stop Sivo. Yeah, I'd rather take a penalty because you can defend a set than let the try in. Yeah, as far as the game's concerned, it's good to get the two points. And as a former player, you you know you play any game to win, and whatever it takes to do that, whether it's playing, whether a team performs at the highest level, or whether they're down, or and still get the two points is amazing. Parramatta won last night; they gained their two points. They go into the finals next weekend as a winning team. Yep. Who do they go up against? Well, it looks like they're going to be up against the Storm, don't they? Yeah, that's yeah. up in. It's up there, isn't it? I believe so. Lang Park. Oh, is it Lang Park? Yeah, yeah, Suncorp. Yeah, Lang Lang Park, yeah. Uh, And there's plenty of incentive there for the Eels to do well. I mean, Mm. I certainly remember back to the final last year they were beaten in Melbourne. Mm. Fun fun fact, every final that Parramatta have played in since 2005, they've lost to the Storm. Is that right? Yeah, every final (laughs) since 05 has been against the Storm and they've lost, including that unfortunate 09 grand final. Well, the way I look at that is it we're closer to a win. Exactly. this weekend. 100%. So let's hope it does happen up there. Yeah, no, fingers crossed. Um... Who was your favourite player to play with during your time? You know, who was like your your best mate that you would room with on away games and stuff like that? You know, I was lucky to play alongside some awesome players. I mean, you can name all those players. Mate, all of them are They're gods. Uh, but I think uh, in my time, I room with Paul Mears on a regular okay. basis on trips away. You know, we, we both played in similar sort of positions, second row, front row. I suppose it was in my career, but he was a, was a young bloke, young whippersnipper coming through, and um, we got on well. We still do get on quite well. But I think probably as nominating the, the players that I like, I, I couldn't go outside anyone that played for the Eels. They're all good. Didn't have a fall out with anyone. It was that's very that's good. Moment. But that's the type of team like mentality that you want. You don't want yeah. Um, but I'm seeing a lot at the Panthers this year. You know, they're they're best buds off the field. 
as well as on the field. Yeah, that sort of respect and comradeship oozes out of that team. I'm sure it did in our day as well. Mm. And I felt it did. The same sort it of did. Thing. It really did. Like watching back Parramatta games from the '80s, yeah, more or less, it's you guys were on, and and it, that just doesn't happen overnight or at training. It's like outside of training, outside of the games. It's you guys were a team. You know, and like in those days, Parramatta had a lot of success as club champions, right? To be mm. club champion, you'll be good in all three grades. So mm. any player could step up from the lower grades and play first grade and get the job done. And you didn't have any uh, worry about him not being able to perform on the day. And certainly Jack Gibson and John Maoney and Terry Fernley. Johnny P, they always go with the young blokes an opportunity and it was up to them to I was going to gonna say, what was it like being coached by the super coach, Jack Gibson? Yeah, Jack was very special. You know, you wanted to do it for him just as much as you wanted to do it for yourself and for the fans out there. And in fact, Jack had plenty of uh, credentials. He was a premiership winning player, yep. a premiership winning coach, sorry. He yep. played in grand finals for the Roosters. He played in grand finals for Western Suburbs Magpies well back in the early 60s. So he came to the club with a lot of credentials and he's a guy you respected for his near presence. Mm-hmm. He knew he'd been there and done that before. And anything he said, Jack, he took Jack seriously. Yeah. Um, he had a good presence about him. He respected the man and he took interest in you on the field and off the field. And to this day, you still respect the man. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so we've got a question from a diehard para fan. Um, I can't remember his name. Robbie Hanlon. Robbie Hanlon. He's a okay. massive fan. He's actually, his son actually plays in the SG Ball at the moment. Okay. Um, anyway, he asks, when did you open your shop? And I know we already covered this, but what was the inspiration behind opening the shop? The shop was opened in 1988, February 1988. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky too because on that particular day that we opened up, Dennis Fitzgerald and Les Muir from the Telegraph ran a story saying that Parramatta Eagles were going to be on a, the back of a truck doing a tour around Parramatta and they'll yep. be stopping off at Peterwin's shop. Which That's is really happened. good publicity. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, now we had a lot of good coverage in the day. I think on the back of having a Parramatta uh, presence as a player and then having up in business, it certainly helped me enormously. But um, we, my brother-in-law and I got together many years ago to speak about doing something and the timing was right for us to, to get together and open up back in, uh, as I said, January 9, uh, Jan- February 1988. Oh. And you guys have been open ever since. Ever since. Like, and it's massive. Anyone, as I said in just before, um, get down to Peter Wynn's score because if you don't get there, you haven't scored. Like honestly, that's how good yeah, it you is. Score here. You don't score anywhere. Close. No? You'll never score. Ah, oh, yeah. It's a practice set for me. Okay. I will. I will. <laughs> so actually, at the end, um, I'll do a quick click and then I'll get you to say that. You at the end, score here, you'll never score. Oh, yep. Yep. Well, I'll use that as the very ending of the episode. Um, that's about it, really. Um, State of Origin being at the end of the year instead of mid-season, what are your thoughts on that? And who do you think will be a smoky for the spine for New South Wales? Well, you asked me some tough questions. I know through my experience of playing State of Origin, which I was fortunate enough to play for New South Wales pre-State of Origin mm-hmm. in 1979, and then to play State of Origin in 84 and 85. The winning uh, years for New South Wales, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't it the first one was 84 or 85 yeah, for the Blues? I was very fortunate to play in the team that won the series for the first time. Yeah. Queensland had won it 80, 81, 82, 82, 83 and 84. Yeah, so it was 85 that the Blues won it. I'm yeah. very lucky to play on that side alongside some great players um, from Parramatta. with Steve Vella, yep. Greg Kinney, Eric Rathen. Of course, Steve Morton was an awesome captain. Yep. Crusher, Peel, Blocker, Roach. Oh. Uh, we had the, you know, there were some great players here, you know. And we got the job done, which is good. We won the first game up in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and then we came to the Sydney Cricket Ground to win the second one, and that was probably 
a highlight of my career as well, you know, being out there in the Sydney cricket and winning for New South Wales in front of the, the huge crowd that was there on that night. And even to be able to do a lap of honour after mm. winning that series, and it meant so much. It means so much to the New South Wales yeah. people. I mean, a lot of people reflect on the fact that we lifted Steve Mortimer up. Yep. That's an inspiring photograph to show. It is. A lot of hard work. The biggest thing for me from that series was the fact that uh, leading up to that second game, there was a lot of geeing up, a lot of pumping of each yep. other's. And we got to that game, we led 12 0. Yeah. Queensland came back ahead of us 14-12. So that was a bit of a eye-opener because all that hard work that you put into, all that geeing up, all that preparation, all of a sudden, yeah. the blokes around you, and you could just sense that they wanted just as bad as well. Yeah. We yeah. got the job done. Brett King scored the winning try, and we ended up winning on 2014. Would that be right? 21 I think so, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, yeah, so speaking of the um, state of origin at the end of this year, what are your thoughts on it being at the end of the year? And do you think it should be at the end of the, of the year from now on? I'm glad it's on. Mm, you know, it's been aye. a tough year with COVID. I'm so glad they put this uh, three weeks uh, locked in in November. Awesome to have that series. Mm. Queensland to be fit, New South Wales to be fit and strong coming out of the grand final, coming out of the finals weekend. Mm. So it gives the selectors plenty of time to pick the two best teams. I think we've all been used to being mid-season. Um, yeah, I think it'll help with. Um if they do keep it at the end of the season next year and all that once it's all become you know like that it'll be great because teams like say the broncos or the Parramatta eels or the bulldogs won't be decimated mid-season by players going out and doing origin duties yeah there's four and against with everything isn't there mm. you know, it's been a tradition to have it mid-season it has, so, yeah the guys at the top can make the decision but for me i'm just glad that state of origin still exists hasn't been destroyed by the COVID. Uh, virus and uh, we're all looking forward to what's going to happen it gives an extra three weeks at the end of the season it does yeah um and that's pretty much it. That's about it. CJ, thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. your podcast. Uh, CJ, don't forget, if you don't score here, you'll never score. That's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>